0: In this episode, we're going to determine if a REIT is doing well. We'll look at a mental model for doing that. What are some indicators to determine if a REIT is affordable, and you should pick it up? And we'll also have a look at a healthcare REIT that went public in 2007 at $1.28 per unit. Last traded at 2.98. That's more than 124% gain from its IPO price. Some lessons there. Time to welcome my very special guests. In our REIT's Journey to Wealth, Kelvin Sito and Jonathan Ang. Guys, welcome and thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having us. We are so happy to always come back. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: me too. So, So, how do we know if a REIT is doing well? What are some of the vital signs
1: Right, I think one of the key metrics we look at is uh, the, di- the is the distribution per unit DPU. The DPU distribution per unit. So for people who are new to REITs, it's none other than the dividend that you're getting per share. So what I want to see is for the DPU to be increasing every single year. So we know for people who are new, I always like to talk about it uh, using this analogy, right? Think about it, you know, when you want to marry someone or when you are finding a partner, right, do you want a partner that's earning more and more money, right, or a partner that's earning lesser and lesser money, right? So I think it's obvious I that you like want the one that earns more and more, money. more <laughs> money.
0: Look for the salary increment rate. So right. this is like the equivalent of it, DPU. Exactly. So when you buy into
1: a store, right, it's something like a marriage, right? I know it's, <laughs> it may sound different, but uh, it's something that you're going to do for long term, right? We are not buying and selling stocks overnight. We are not buying and selling for three months only. What we want is to buy a stock and hold it for the next five to ten years.
0: Every year, I expect the DPU to go up by what percentage? Is it 3%, 2%? Does it matter?
1: Right. So, I think that's a very, very good question, Michelle. So, what we want is for the DPU to be increasing at least 5% each year. So when we look at uh, the 10-year average, right, we want these dividends to be growing at least 5%. So let me just explain why. Let's take McDonald's uh, Big Mac, for example. right. The cost of Big Mac 20 years ago in uh, 1998, right, let's talk about a Big Mac in the US. It was $2.50. Fast forward now in 2019, the Big Mac cost about $5.30. right. So you can see that with 250 today, you can only buy half a Big Mac. So this is, uh, I mean, why we are seeing this phenomenon is because of this uh, word called inflation, right? Because of inflation and inflation is always growing at 5% every single year. So if our read cannot pay 5% more dividend every single year, our money is going to get eroded by inflation. So let me just give a example. I mean we spoke about Parkway Life REIT, uh, yeah. right? So Parkway Life REIT is absolutely fantastic, right? So what they, what they did was from uh, 2007 to 2018, mm. they were able to increase their DPU, right, their dividends per share from 6.32 cents to 12.87 cents. That's about two times and we're talking about an increase of 6.68% every single year if you were to average it out. So I think that is really one of the key things that we look at right increasing dividends uh increasing dividends per share mm. and this increase it has to be at least yes.
0: He's Kelvin Sito. I'm also joined by Jonathan Ang, and they are my wealth experts on our REITs journey to wealth. So Partway Life REIT is a specialised healthcare REIT that invests primarily in hospitals and nursing homes as a background of them. Now, that was established in 2007. 2008, there was a financial crisis. So when it comes to economic and financial instability, in your opinion, guys, John and Kelvin, which REITs or industries did well, and and why?
2: I, I think if you look at all across the board, uh, I think uh, one of the reads that stood out uh, most outstandingly, uh, very well, uh, very resilient, uh, it's this company, uh, uh, this category, what we call the healthcare reads. For example, I like to share with you uh, some facts uh, that we actually gotten is that um, if you look back then, um, part way live read itself, the distribution per unit have actually increased by 13.3%. It means that Parkway is able to provide more distribution to its shareholders. But, however, you know, when you look back in the stock market, the stock price actually fell by 30%. <laughs> so, to us, that was actually a bit uh, uh, um, shocking. But you know something, I I would assume that there will be some uh, really smart investors who actually saw that, hey, partway live rate, the distribution is not affected, but the share price have, have dropped a lot. So if you would bought the part-way live rate, for example, at uh, 83 cents in January 2009, you're you, you know. That means what you're going to collect every year, you know, make a guess. It's not 5%, 6%, but it's 15.5%. Meaning you have bought, you bought the stock in uh you bought the REIT in uh January two thousand and nine, and you do nothing today. You are collecting fifteen point five percent yield on a yearly basis. So I would say, if let's say we're gonna um um have a crisis co- coming soon or not, I think one of the best REIT to pick up during a crisis would be a healthcare REIT. Healthcare yeah. REIT. Oh, you want
1: to
0: add something, Kelvin? Yeah,
1: and I and I think this is a game changer because we are not talking about uh. Really amazing you, like 15%. I mean, if you have a you of 15%, you're, you're really beating the banks, right? The banks probably give you a 2-3% for yeah. fixed deposit. And not just that, right? You're paid a handsome capital gain of 250%, right? 250% is actually three and a half times your initial capital. And on top of that, we have a 15.5% dividend. As long as public live exists, right, you'll get this for life.
0: We talked about understanding yield accretive acquisition. Property yields tell us how much of an annual return investors are likely to get on their investments. What is the industry benchmark for yield and what are the reasons for the different benchmarks?
1: Yeah, so I think when we look at property, you it's it's really the same as you uh, buying a property. For example, let's say if I were to buy a property that's worth one million dollars, obviously I would want uh, at least a U of five percent, meaning five percent of one million dollars. Right, we are talking about fifty uh, k. And why is it that we need a U of, you know, at least uh, 5%, right? Because when you buy a property, right, we are talking about, you know, we have to pay uh, the cost of borrowing, which is about 2 to 3%, right? We need to uh, set aside some cash. For example, if things break down, right, I need to pay, I need to incur costs to maintain my property. So it's the same as a REIT, just that a REIT has a lot of properties. So when we look at the U for REITs, I would say that, you know, we have a uh, different kind of REITs, right? We have healthcare rates, we have retail rates, we have industrial rates. So when you want to compare property, you, you got to compare rates in the same segment, right? So for example, let me just give you some examples okay. of, uh, REITs in the industrial segment, right? We have Ascenders Reed, we have uh, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, we have uh, AIMS M uh, Capital Industrial Reed, we have ESR Reed. We always have to fall back onto the DPU. Even though you have a high yield, it doesn't mean that you can pay out the most amount of money to your shareholders. Yeah. So property U is a good gauge, right? Mm. But we do not take it entirely, right? It doesn't mean let's say if uh, a read is uh has the lowest property U as compared to ESPS is is the lousiest. It doesn't mean that way. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's good to look at this, but at the end of the day we still have to look at the DPU. Is it increasing? Right. I'd, our shareholders getting their dividends every single year.
0: Got it. Really clear. That's Kelvin Sito there. Also joining me, Jonathan Ang. They're my wealth experts today. Um, Okay, how can I determine if a REIT is charging a decent rent? We are talking, of course, about the vital signs today of understanding whether your REIT is doing well or not. So is it important that I determine if the REIT is charging good rents?
2: So it's it's Kelvin here. So I I guess uh, when we look at... A read whether they are charging uh, appropriate rents. I, at the end of the day, um, it's something where I think only a read manager could assess it accurately. As an investor, usually I will say, hey, if I'm buying this read, my targeted dividend per year is about 5.5% or 6%. If I'm hitting their target, you know, I'm, I'm actually quite happy about it because I do feel that the REIT manager is doing a great job collecting, um, uh, uh, charging uh, reasonable rentals for tenants. So I usually leave it up to the REIT manager to decide and I trust in his abilities um, to actually charge a reasonable rental for, for the shareholders. Would
0: I look at weighted average lease expiry or the whale profile?
2: Oh, I I think that's a great point to mention. Uh, but before I move on to uh, Will, I just want to mention one thing, is uh as as investor that we invest in REIT, we we look at something called the portfolio occupancy. So if you look at uh, Parkway REIT, the occupancy is actually. Oh, you want
0: to come back to my occupancy question.
2: Yeah, oh, sure, sure, definitely. <laughs>
0: okay, so I'll just preface that so that the listener can understand. Before the break, we were talking about Parkway Life REIT. They're a specialized healthcare REIT that invests in hospitals and nursing homes. And I asked whether it was important to understand uh, the REIT's occupancy rate in understanding whether or not it is performing well. Go ahead.
2: All right. So, um, so this is something that's really important. It's called a portfolio uh, occupancy rate. So, if you really to take a look at Parkway REIT, um, the underlying assets that it owns is uh, Glen Eagles. Uh, Elizabeth and also a couple of nursing homes in Japan. So actually make a guess, the occupancy rate is really incredible, in li- incredibly high. Yeah. It's 99.6%. Wow. Okay. So it means that, you know, all the available spaces in all the properties that they own is fully um, uh, uh, leased out to uh, the tenants. And I think this is really a very important uh, thing to look at because we want the properties to be fully utilised so that we can make the maximum rental income for the shareholders. I mean, you can't really have a property and then it's only uh, 50% uh, occupied. Hmm. It means that the REIT manager is not doing a, a good job.
0: Yeah, okay. Speaking of the REIT manager, how do I assess if the REIT manager is doing well in the long term?
1: Right, so I think uh, one thing we can look at is the will. Right, so let me just uh, give an example. For example, what uh, what good it is, right? Let's say if I tell you the occupancy rate is a hundred percent, but it, uh, but I give you a new piece of information that all the tenants are going to leave, right? They are going to stop renting from uh, the units. Uh, maybe tomorrow right let's say all the tenants will fly away tomorrow (laughs) so you have occupancy rate that's going to become that's going to from uh, that's going to go from 100% to 0% overnight right so occupancy rate is something that we look in the short term but in the long term we are going to look at the will right so what is will okay you got to understand in the uh, when we look at uh, REITs, we are actually looking at a lot of properties and these properties have a lot of tenants, right? Some tenants are in it for seven years, some 10 years, some five years. Yeah. There's so many, many different kinds of tenants. So what Will does, uh, basically Will means a weighted average lease expiry. What it tells us is for accounting for all the tenants, right? accounting, accounting for all the space that they take and the amount of years that they're going to lease uh, the property from the REIT. On average, you know, accounting for everyone, how many years are the tenants in the portfolio? How many years are they going to stay? So if I have a will of four years, right, it it kind of means that, you know, all the tenants in my REIT portfolio, they actually have a lease that's being signed with the read manager and they're going to stay for the next four years, right? So, same thing. If you have a way of 10 years, which Got is it. really excellent, right? Got and it. it's, Your tenants are going to stay for 10 years.
0: Okay, you guys so, have been so generous. Uh, is there a benchmark? Like, do I want it to be at least six years or five years? So, I think in this
2: case, uh, it's very unique. The wheel. Like, I, I think it's very unique. Like, for example, uh, if you're looking for healthcare read, uh, the benchmark that I would tell all the listeners out there and something I prefer a lot is, yeah. is, is actually six years. All right? So, six years for healthcare reads. And for retail reads, um, the tendency is two that… Two About it, two to three. Yeah. yeah it, it's quite it, short. It, it may basically. not be six years. It's going to be uh, two to three years because, you know… As the economy starts to improve, you know shopping malls tend not to sign on long leases because um, then they can't increase the rental and then they can't actually uh earn more money for for the unit holders, so they tend to sign about two to three years so that every time it's uh, uh up for renewal then we'll negotiate and they'll increase the rental and this actually uh, gives us uh, gives them more income to be distributed to us as uh, the unit holders.
0: I have thousands more questions from my favorite <laughs> wealth experts, Jonathan Ung and Kelvin Sito. Um, what are some factors to determine? Everybody wants to buy a REIT at, you know, a dollar something, which was uh, the reality for partway Life REIT. I think it was dollar twenty eight when it went public 2007. Gosh, I just looked at it and it's uh, last traded to 98. Imagine that, right? 124% gain from IPO price. How do I determine if a REIT is cheap?
2: All right. So I think for me... Um uh, one of the common ways that we would like to see, um, is this, uh, valuation matrix called a price to book ratio. So, for example, if you know that this read, uh, price to book, uh, per share is probably at a-, a dollar, right? And if I were to pay a uh, one dollar to buy the share, this means that I'm paying a uh, price to book of one times. That means the price is $1, the book value per share is $1. If I'm paying $1, that means it's a price to book of one times. But I think the more important, crucial thing is that while many investors focus on this metric called price to book, for my personal preference is that I like to uh, look at this thing called a dividend yield because every single time when we choose to put our money into a certain investment, our criteria is to say, hey, you know, what's the return that we potentially could get out of this? So apart from just looking at, you know, like what we talk about, the will, the the, uh, portfolio occupancy rate, my benchmark is that a REIT has to give me more than 5.5% dividend yield. If a REIT is unable to do that for me, I would You know Consider that to be A REIT that is not suitable And I may not want to invest in it
0: Okay guys uh, Final word on REITs About maybe uh, One thought each From you guys
2: I think uh, very importantly is that um, in Singapore we are so blessed to have a lot of properties that are structured in a in a in a REIT structure, and I think um, not many countries actually have a uh, very strong REITs like us in Singapore, and it's so important for us, especially uh, when you talk about um, uh, retirees who want to have a stable source of income, yep. to really explore REITs
0: because take advantage of them take
2: advantage of REITs, and this we are, our REITs are very well regulated uh, yep. by the MAS by the government, and you know getting five. To six percent is way more better than you know um having your fixed deposit rate at perhaps like two to three percent. We're gonna
0: to have to leave it there. Jonathan Ang and Kelvin Sito, my very special guests, thank you so much, guys. Before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the sbh radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.